Okay, we're now going to start um, Erevin, Sechus Erevin, Daphne Gimel Ahmed Beis, um, a few lines from the top. Amar Reb Abba. So yesterday we spoke about that the people of Yehuda were very medaic in their in their lashon, very precise in the way they spoke. So we're going to speak, bring a few stories that prove that. Amar Reb Abba. Reb Abba said, "Iiko the mashul lehu lebnei Yehuda the daik lishnei ma'abrim tnan o ma'abrim tnan." So we have, and um, we spoke about the Mishnah yesterday, whether we read the Mishnah with the Aleph, Ma'abrim, with the Aleph, or Ma'abrim with the Ayin. And so we have another Mishnah in Shachtas Bechiris, that we have the same question. Do we read the Akuze with the Aleph, or do we read the Akuze with the Ayin? So since we said that the Bnei Yehuda were very medaic in the Lashen, so the Bible said, did anyone ever go and ask the Bnei Yehuda how we read it? So the Gemara answers, the answered that they actually asked them, and they answered us, So they, the Bnei Yehuda answered them that we have two different gears. One gear is with the Aleph, one gear is with the Ayin. So in other words, they are both correct. It's like the Machlekes of Rashi and Ben Otam, whose film did they wear before they had Rashi and Ben Otam? So the answer is that they wore both. Different people wore Rashi and different people wore the Benatam. So that's over here that they have both Kisais and both are correct. So now we're going to bring a whole bunch of stories about the Bnei Yehuda. Says in one further, Bnei Yehuda, Daiki, Lishna, Maihi. How do we know that the Bnei Yehuda, when we're Daiki in the Lashon, were precise the way they spoke? So we're going to bring a story that proves that. The Hud by Yehuda, though, someone from the town, from the place of Yehuda, he told the people who sat standing around him, Talish, Yeshri, Limke. I have a Talis, I have a the talus to, to sell. Amnule, so they told him, My Gavin Talisha, what color is your talus? Amnulahu, he told them, Kitradin Ali Adam, like spinach on the ground, meaning that it's as green as spinach is, uh, is on the ground. When spinach is, meaning the, the spinach isn't 100% ripe yet, it's much greener. So from here we see that he didn't only tell them that the talus was green, he told them which type of green this was. So we see that they were very precise people. So how do we know the Bnei, you said yesterday the Bnei Gadol, were not precise in the language. How do you know that? How do we know that the Bnei Gadol were not Madaik in the way they spoke? The time of the Abnebrai from Gadol who was walking in the street. And he told the people, he was walking around and told the people he met, Amar Laman, Amar Laman. Who sells Amar? So Amar, we don't know what it means, we're going to see soon. But he walked around, who sells Amar? So the Amrul they told him, Galila, Galila, Shaita, stupid person from, from Galila. What are you talking about? Chamar le Mirkav, are you looking for a donkey to ride on? Are you talking, are you looking for wine to drink? Amar le Mubash, or maybe you're looking for um, wool to wear. Or maybe you're looking for a, a sheep to shech. Why? Because all these things, Amar, right? Amar could either be with the eye, and then it would mean wool. Or Amar could be with the Aleph, and then it would mean a sheep. But also, if you make a mistake, instead of reading Amar, maybe you, you, your intention is to say Hamar. And Hamar can mean either mean a donkey, or Hamar can either mean a Hamar, um, can also mean wine. So we don't, we, we see over here that they weren't precise, they didn't pronounce the words properly, and therefore they made a lot of confusion. confusion. We're going to bring another story that, that brings, out, brings out how if you mispronounce something, you could get something very wrong. There was once a lady who wanted to tell her friend 
Come and I'll give you, come to my house and I'll give you food. I'll give you uh, milk. I'll give you milk. But instead of telling her, she told her, Amr Allah, she told her, so she mixed up the letters and she told him, Shlechti means you should be cursed, and Teichlich Lavya, a, 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 a lion should eat you. So from here we see that if you mix up the words, then um, you get, if you mix up the words, then you get um, the message that comes out as much, it could have a very bad effect. Maybe it's like the story, when the, the famous story about all the, all the parts of the body had an argument, which, uh, which one's most important. And the tongue said that she is most important. Right? And the famous story that the, the tongue said she's most important, she came from the king and she said that instead of bringing the, the, the milk that would heal the king, so she said she, she brought the milk that, that would harm the king. And then the, so the, the, the body realized that the tongue is most important. Another story that brings out how pronunciation is very important. There was a lady who came in front of Dayanim and she told Dayanim like this, she told them, Mari Kiri, my dear masters. So in Hebrew, in the uh, in Aramaic, Mari means a master, and Kiri means my dear masters. But she didn't. Say, she pronounced instead of Kiri with a kuf, she pronounced the Kiri with a with a with a chaf. And Kiri with a chaf instead of me, meaning a master, it means a slave. So she said, Mari, my master, Kiri, my slave. Hafla havali, I had a bean, uganavuch min, and someone stole it, and, and someone stole it from me. Uchudu avas. She wanted to describe how big this, this, uh, how big the, the beam was. So she said that if they would put, if they would hang you on top of the beam, your feet wouldn't reach the ground. Meaning the beam was taller than you. So she was trying to say that if they would put, if if they were measured, the the if they were measured the beam by my my height, I wouldn't reach the ground. But instead of saying that, so she said, the chachadu lach. Instead of saying measure me, she said lach to the dying. Which was derogatory. She was saying that if basically they'll hang the dying on top of the beam, so the beam he wouldn't reach the floor. Which from here we see that if you don't pronounce things, pronounce things properly, then it has a um, it could insult people, and you bring out the wrong message. Another story how we see this: Amhasa the Bay Rebbe, the slave, the shifcha in Rebbe's house. He have When she would speak, she would speak in Balashon Chachma. She would speak in a um, in code language. Yeah, it says, Chacham doesn't, you don't have to speak to him in um, a, full, a full sentence. You can tell him a code. So she would say, she would, when she would speak to Rabbi, she would tell Rabbi this code. She would say like this, So in those days, the way it works is, even nowadays, right, you have a, a, if you, have a, you want to take wine outside a bowl, outside a big, uh, a big pot, so you would have a ladle, or you would have a, um, a, something to scoop out the wine from the so it scoop out the wine from the bowl. So she told him like this that um I lost Napkas Bachad. I lost the place a second. Yeah, I lost Napkas Bachad. The ladle or the cup is banging against the pot, meaning that the wine is finishing. And since the wine is finishing, so it's time to bring new wine. Yidun Mishraya Likineo. So maybe are are the so the code she said was are the birds flying back to the nest? But the, the, the solution of the call was meaning are the Talmudim who are hanging around Rebbe's house, are they going to go back home now? So therefore I have to bring more wine? Or, therefore I don't have to bring more wine? Or they're going to hang around more? And therefore I have to bring more wine. The Chad have a boy the lace bone. When she wanted 
or maybe they want to stay, they want to stay and eat in the house. she would tell them, Yadi Let's take the cover off the wine barrel. And then if we take if we take off the, the, the bottle, then the ladle, which we usually fill up the wine, would start floating like a ship. Basically, she was saying is that if they're going to hang around, or if they're going to go back to the nest, meaning the Tamina are going to go back home, so then, then I don't need to bring more wine. But if I do need, or but if I do need to bring more wine, tell me now, so I could take off, I can open a new barrel, and then the ladle that I used to, I, I fill up the wine from from uh, from the barrel, would be, would float. Why would it float? Because there's wine inside the barrel, so therefore it would float like a ship. So that's how we see how she used to speak in cold language. Now I'm going to bring another story how other people spoke in cold language. When he would speak in Russian in the in cold language in the Muslim, he would say like this make for me um a show make for me is you bring from a puzzle make for me um a ox what does that mean basically would say like this and it would it would it would it would it brings down that he would he would say it in a um in 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 a code so the code was like this show the targum for show is tur and the targum for mishpat right is din so if you stick them together tur and din makes traden traden is um um a, a spinach so he would say instead of saying make me spinach he would speak in code and he would say make for me mish mishpat between a sorry shape mishpat make for me um Shared Mishnah, which the 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 if you stick those both both the translation of both both those words together, it makes um it makes spinach. And also, it would say Bator Miskain. Bator Miskain would mean a mountain of um a mountain of mustard. So it would say, bring me mustard. And also, when he would kind of a and when he would ask for other people, and he would say hello to other people, he would say like this: Amar Haki, Gvar Pum Dein Chai. Gvad pum dein chai mazu teva yesh. Gvad pum dein chai. Rashi says that um, the translation of gvad is ush, and the translation of pum is p. The translation of din din chai, meaning ush pazicha, mean is my ush pazicha in Aramaic means my guest. Is my guest um, doing okay? So mazu teva yesh. In other words, how are you doing? Basically, we bring out how he would speak in, he would say uh, uh, something in. In Lashon Hakodesh, and um, and or in Aramaic, and the meaning would be the translation of that in. Um, if you stick the translation of, the, of those in, English, in Aramaic or in, or in the other language, then you would get this message. Another um, story how we see how different Amoraim spoke in cold language. When you speak in cold language, we say like this: means make. The pecham and make the the coals like esregim. So Rashi says that, that make them as red as esregim. I guess when when esregim go bad, they become red. So make them heat them up very hot. So it should become red red like esregim. Arkiu lizahavim. Spread out. Spread out the 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 gold. Meaning after they become red, 
So spread them out. And make for me two magidim. What are magidim? So magidim means tellers. So Rashi says the tellers over means two uh, chickens. Because chickens tell us when the morning is. So make for me two tellers. In other words, make for me two chickens. And that's what he would tell them. Ikadami, another way, he used, uh, some people say they would tell them like this. Make for me um, two chickens, two magidim on the coal. So we see over here, he used to call chickens magidim. Instead of calling them chickens, he's called magidim. Magidim are tellers, which was the cold language for chicken. Another um, story the Mara brings down of how we see um, they used to speak in, in cold. Amri Amnu Rabbanu Nebabo. Rabbanu told the Rebbe like this. Hatspineno Hechon Rebbe Eli Tzofim. Show us where Rebbe Eli is hiding. Yeah, they didn't know where Rebbe Eli was. They asked him, where is he hiding? Amri Lehem. So he told them, Olat Benayda Aharonis. Olat Benayda Aharonis means he's, he's rejoicing. We had a good night. Benayda Aharonis with a Okay, with a, a, a girl who was Aharonis, and she was a Kayan, and it's his last one, meaning that his wife died, and now it's his second wife. Ve'iranis, and she's very, um, she's very awake, meaning she's very, has a lot of the nice, and she has a good character. Ve'irato, and she caused him to be up the whole night. So meaning now he's sleeping. So they asked him where he's hiding. So they said, he's sleeping, why? Because, in, again, in cold language, he found a Naira Aironis, Achiranis, and his wife died, and she kept him up the whole night. Omni Law, some people say that they were speaking about Isha, his wife, like the Pashtun Chad, that was his wife. And another very, a very interesting Chad, but Omni Law, another explanation is that he wasn't, they weren't being Maramas that he, ha, he found a new wife. The Maramas was, she, he found a new Masechta, and this new Masechta was, kept him up the whole night, and they kept him up, uh, and it made him very rejoice. Very happy, and it says that the Torah is Nimshla Isha. Torah is like a, a woman, um, so that's what they would call a Masechta. He was enjoying by the by the Masechta. Another example: Amri later Rabbi Loi. They told Rabbi Loi, "Hatzvinena hechon Rebavol Tzofim. Show us where Rebavol is hiding. And show us where he is." Amr Lahem. So he told them, "Nitziyid zemachtid." He's he took he got permission from the Nasi. Zemachtid means the crowner. But now the, the, the hint was that he took permission from the Nasi, and he went to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth was David's teacher, meaning, um, so the simon, the coal for the Tamil that generation was Mephibosheth. He said he took permission from the Nasi, and he went to Mephibosheth, meaning he went to learn by other big Tamil Chacham. That's where he went. So here we see that um, when Abanan spoke in coal language, I guess they didn't want other people to understand, or uh, whatever it was, or because maybe they spoke in call language because um, that was the way they, they spoke to in between themselves. So they used different calls. Amar says the more further. Amar says like this. I never had an argument with someone and they won and I and I lost the argument. Besides these cases, besides when I argue with a lady, and a small kid, and a small girl. Now they can bring the stories of each one. Isha, when did you have an argument with the lady? Like this. Isha, my, Once I was staying in someone's house, by a lady's house, and she made them, she made beans for me. So, on the first day I was there, I ate everything. 
the whole plate and I didn't leave anything for her. Shnia, the second day, I did the same thing. I ate. I never left anything for her. On the third day, she put too much salt on them. Meaning that they were covered, they were cooked in salt. So they're very salty. As soon as I tasted, I let go of them because I didn't eat anymore because they're very salty. So she told me, Rabbi, why aren't you eating? So I told the lady, I already ate in the morning. She gave an excuse, didn't want to insult her that she's uh, too salty. So he told her, I already ate in the morning. So she told him like this, if you already ate in the morning, why did you eat the bread? It looks like she gave him bread and beans, and he ate the bread, and he didn't eat the beans. So he told him, so if that's your real reasoning because he ate in the morning, so why did he eat the bread? So it must be there's different reasoning why you're not why you didn't you're not eating the beans. Amrali and she carried on time like this. Rabbi, maybe when you ate the first time, you never left me any food. teach us that when you take food from a pan, you don't have to leave it over. Or if you take food from your plate, meaning if someone gives you, if your slave or if your guest gives you food, so you shouldn't finish the plate because maybe she gave you, maybe the guest, maybe the, the host gave you all the food and they didn't eat anything. So you should leave them over food. So she was telling him that maybe on the, the reason why you're not eating now is because since on the first day and second day you finish your plate, now you're doing truva and you're leaving me the whole plate to eat. That's where Rabbi said, that's that's uh, the Rabbi said that's that's the first time I got told off or I, I had an argument with a lady and I lost the argument because she was talking right that I didn't leave her food um the first two times I was there. Then the guy goes further and brings down the story when um he had a discussion with a, a girl and the girl overcame uh, overcame Rabbi Shah, the girl um, uh, proved the Bishai up. I was once long in the street. And the path was going through a field. And I was going through the path. One of the children, one of the girls told me, Rabbi, isn't this a field? Meaning, isn't this a And you should not be walking in there without permission. I told her, It's a way that everyone goes, everyone goes this way. So she answered him like this. She told him, why does everyone go like this? Because Ganovim, like you, made it into a public path, but it's not supposed to be a public path. If everyone says, if everyone who walks past the field says, well, hey, everyone else is walking past this field. So if everyone makes the same cashbin, so they're all stealers. And the reason why it's a public domain is because all the people walking are stealers. And Bishai uh, realized his mistake. And that was the second time he got proven wrong by a Tinek. Then the Mari goes further, Tinek Mai. When was he proven wrong by a child? And this is a famous story which is brought down in the beginning of Tanya. I was once walking the street. I saw a child sitting by a fork in the road. Yeah, it was either going right or going left. And I didn't know which way to go. I asked him, which way do I take to get to the city? So the child answered to be shy back. The right way, or one of the ways, is short and it's long. And the other way is long and it's short. So the Bishai says, I took the short and long way. 
What does that mean? Kim Shagatali, when I came to the city, Matsasi, Shamakifanis, Ganis, or Padesin. So when I came to the city, I saw the whole city was surrounded by gardens and vineyards. So I wasn't able to walk through the gardens and vineyards. So that's why Hatun means that Sada Barucha, that it's short and long, meaning to get there is short, but to get to the city, Mapel is very long. So what do I have to do? I went back to the fork in the road. I found the child and I told him, You told me that the way is short. On my lips, the child answered, Didn't I tell you that it's also long? Meaning, even though I told you, I told you it's Tzara, I mean, there, there could be a way that's short, but eventually it's going to be long. But if Shai said, no, I, I took him and I kissed him on his, on his forehead. And I told him, Yisrael, praise is the, the, the Jewish nation. The whole nation is a is is a a, a, a very clever and wise nation. Aside from the gedolim, aside the grown ups, and aside even the small children are very clever, are very sharp, and they were able to um they were able to and that's what he told me. Another story similar to this. He was walking in the street. He found um, Bruya. Bruya was the wife of Rameh. Oh my law, he told her, Which way is it to go to Lud? So she answered him, Glili stupid person from Glili, from Gadam. Don't don't be mad, don't speak too much uh, a lot to a woman. You told me since you should be more careful in your terminology, because since Chachamim said meaning you have to use the shortest pronounce the shortest sentence that you're able to use. So instead of telling me you should have told me which way is the look. So here we see another way that the the, the ladies were smarter or out uh, proved. The men. Now we're talking about Bruria. We're going to be uh, Bruria, the wife of the maid. We're bringing one, one more story about Bruria. The last line on the Gimel with Beit. Bruria found one of the Talmidim, the Havakar goddess Malikha, which he was whispering something, meaning he was learning something, but he was whispering, he wasn't bringing it out in uh, in his voice. Butcher Bay, she told him up and she told him, she told him like this, doesn't say in Pasuk. Arucha bakel ushmura that Torah is musudar. If it's musudar bakel and everything, then it will be guarded. What does that mean? Sheim arucha, but amach ibarim shocha. If it's if Torah takes through your damach ibarim, your two hundred and forty-eight limbs, then shmura, then mishdameres will be guarded. The imlav in mishdameres. But if you don't, if it doesn't express itself in all your limbs, then in mishdameres it won't be guarded. Meaning that if you don't bring out the Torah. In your uh, with with if you don't learn by pronouncing it with your mouth, so then you will not remember what you learned. We're finishing over here on the top of Mandalat Ahmed Allah.